Hi, it's uh, Joe Mazumdar of Exploration Insights at the September 2021 edition of the Virtual Metals Investment Forum and the Q&A session. And uh, today joining me is Al Fabro, President, CEO, and Director of Midnight Sun Mining, which has got ticker MMA on the venture. Al, how's it going? Good, Joe. So Al is speaking to me from, from Cairo. So uh so, uh, you know, if the Wi-Fi is a bit skippy in that, we all not understand. Uh, people are getting back to traveling. So in Africa, Midnight Sun is basically focused on a huge land package. We're talking 500 square kilometers in Zambia in the Copper Belt. And interestingly enough, it's in a it's just southwest of the Kansanche mine, a copper mine where First Quantum has built a concentrator, has built a smelting facility, you know, to basically extract this 1 billion tons of 0.7.8% copper. So given where, you know, your land package is and what you're, you know, just next to, how, how did you acquire such a large land package in a prospective part of the copper belt, you know, right next to First Quantum? Well, in 2007, the Zambian government uh, made a decision that a lot of the companies that were holding ground in Zambia were not exploring actively they were just sitting on it and they made about four of the seniors drop a lot of their exploration ground so first quantum had to make some decisions so they thought they could drop it and then pick it up at a later date and our joint venture partner cam schwen a chinese company they picked it up in 2007 they did some work on it till about 2012 under the uh, beijing initiative to to uh do grassroots exploration for key metals in third world countries. And uh, when that uh, program got uh, dropped in 2012, uh, our friend had a lot of uh, holding costs. He had 75 properties in five different African nations and uh, the holding costs were killing him. So he asked us to come over there, evaluate the 75 properties. And for doing such, we got first pick of the litter to do a deal on and, uh, so we sent six geos over there. They uh, they chopped about 60 properties immediately. And all six agreed that this was the best uh, uh, land package and uh, prospective ground. And we, uh, we did a deal with him to earn in on 60% of it. Okay, so right now, Midnight Sun, uh, through those actions, has 80.65% of these, what you call the Solwazy claims. And so once you've got them, um, you basically shopped it to potential partners. And so I, I guess the, the, the question would be to, as investors, you know, why not do it yourself versus, versus going with a, with a partner? Well, we did, do, we did do it ourselves for about five campaigns. And the biggest problem we had was continuity. Uh, we'd, get, we'd get really good hits, really good hits. I think we have it figured out. And then we'd get a miss right where we, we thought we had a hit. And then, strangely enough, we'd get a hit uh, where we thought we'd get a miss. And it was, so it was obviously more complicated than we thought. It's under about 50 meters of cover. Um, we had just completed a, a big geophysical program, and we we're going to go have to go back for market for drilling. We were about 8 to $0.10. Cents. I had an offer on the table for $2.5 million. And at the same time, Rio Tinto came to us and says, what will it take to do a deal with us? So I wrote him a deal that I thought my guys could live with and that Rio Tinto could live with. And it's pretty much the deal that was 
done eventually. So Rio Tinto, uh, from what I understand, identified this land package because they were doing a big regional survey of the Zambian Copper Belt. Is that right? But the whole the whole country actually. They did, okay. They did regional. They were going to go as far as doing a huge, a huge seismic uh, program on the in the country, but they they uh, dropped that eventually for logistical reasons. Okay, and given the size of the land package and that you're undercover, probably these big regional surveys and a lot of hit and miss would be what you would be facing, which you did face with your five campaigns. And hence the idea is to do it with a more committed exploration program. And uh, I guess they're earning, they're right now in the stage one part of the earning? Yeah. The deal was structured in three ways. They had a earning, they had a due diligence period where they had to spend three million US. Um, and they had two years to do that. They did that in three months or four months. They were quite active uh, with geophysics. And then they, uh, they had to pay us a million dollars US. And that would start a four year program where they had to spend 16 million US. And if they completed that part of the program, they would earn 51%. And then they would have two years to earn an additional 14% by spending $14 million and another two years to spend another $10 million to get the 75%. And 75 was their, their threshold. They needed that. Or there was no deal. So uh, out of that, I think 16 million to get 51% over four years, the current program in 2021 is that they're spending a, a little bit over $3 million. Is that correct? Yeah, there'll be about three and a half million this year. And, and it's, it's uh, a loose figure for them. Uh, this is the first campaign that they're actually going after specific targets on the property, as opposed to doing regional geology uh, and, and prepping themselves for this campaign. So um their head office said it's three million minimum, but uh, we we can triple that uh, without going back to corporate. Okay, so so what are they actually doing for this twenty twenty one field season, and and so how and 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 what kind of news flows could investors or potential investors expect? They're going after two main targets. Uh, they're going after Dumbwa, which is a twenty kilometer soil anomaly that runs up to 0.8 in soils. Uh, it's 0.8% uh, copper? Yeah, it, it's ore grade in soils and spots yeah. of this thing, uh, but we've never been able to explain it. Our best uh, hit on the area was maybe 15 meters of 0.7 oxide. Um, again, we were trying to hang an oxide resource together and it just didn't hang together. First quantum had the ground for a while, did, did limited drilling on it. Their best hole was 16 meters of one and a half percent or one and a quarter percent. Uh, and everyone sort of, it, it flips flops back and forth conceptually, whether it's another Luana or not. Um, Rio Tinto came through on a tour three years ago with the Luana idea. Their guys sort of killed it by, by logging the core and stuff. But recent uh, results from the geophysics and stuff have, have sort of gone back to the Luana model and they've got some ideas. So they're gonna commit 5,000 meters of drilling on that in four different target areas to see if the Luana target holds up. And Luana is big, right? It's about 800 million tons of 0.7 or 0.8, but it's always been a controversial mine because Barrick paid like $7 billion in an acquisition for it. And it never turned out to be the, the granddaddy of them all. It sort of turned out to be a, a middling deposit for, for what they paid. Right. 
Okay. But, but uh, from what I understand, there's, there's several different types of targets given the size of the land package and, and deposit potential models. That, uh, yeah, like, like Dumbwa is, is like a Lamuana target. B2 is a classic copper belt uh, or shale deposit. And, uh, and the 22 zone is, is uh, like a Sanchi style target. Okay. So those are the three main targets. So, but, but for Rio Tinto to be happy, I mean, this has got to be quite a big target, right? Um, that, that it's perspective for big targets, but what do you think that they would need to find for them to be happy? Well, that's the question we we discussed. Uh, we were negotiating points on the, on the, on the deal, and, and I said, "Well, let's stop a bit and let's see if we're all together philosophically on this." And if we're not, then there's no point continuing. And, uh, I asked him, "What do you guys think we could, you know, if you guys got your best case scenario, what are you looking for?" And he said, "A billion to one, one percent, right? So that's twenty billion pounds of contained copper and." And I think they'd be a little happy. They'd be happy with maybe 10 billion, but but I don't think they want to go much lower than that. They do seem to have a philosophy that uh, small mines tend to make a small mining company eventually. So they want they're, they're looking for big deposits. But I guess what's handy here, because I mean you don't have the partnership with First Quantum, is that it doesn't need to be a standalone. So if it's not big enough for Rio Tinto, there's the potential that it could feed. Uh, the big complex that is Kansanchi. Absolutely. Anything that gets to uh, moderate size at all with decent economics would just be uh, uh, mined and then processed at Kansanchi. And, and First Quantum's made no bones about it. They would buy anything that didn't fit Rio Tinto's uh, parameters. Okay. So uh, just to round this off, so uh, in terms of uh, the next significant catalyst, I, I guess it would be results from this 2021 program. And, and in terms of news releases, because Rio Tinto is the operator, how, how do you expect, the, I guess, the frequency and how did, how's the news release and the news flow going to work for you? We'll get monthly reports and, uh, um, and anything that, that is deemed material by our standards, they have to release to us immediately. Okay. So, so a spectacular hole would have to be released. So I guess when would the next big release be? Is that like a November, October, November, given? Yeah, end of October towards the middle of November. Uh, they're probably halfway through their double program now. Another uh, drills en route to uh, me too, as we speak. Uh, so there, there should be a series. There should be two sort of different flows. One from Dumbois stop and then one from me to stop and then by that time we'll be through november rainy season three months so december january february usually uh, most uh, most companies don't explore in that uh, we tried one year and we tipped the rig and we decided never to do that again so okay <laughs> it rained the rain is spectacular all right al we'll leave you to it and uh get back to your uh business uh, in, in Cairo and then on to other parts of Africa. So that's it for me, uh, Joe Mazumdar, uh, Exploration Insights with uh, the uh, President CEO, Director of Midnight Sun Mining, talking about uh, copper in the Zambian Copper Belt. Thanks a lot, Al. Thanks, Joe. Take care.